Happy Mother's Day, Evangel Church, and welcome to the Evangel Palatine Podcast. Today, Pastor Ron looks at Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40, and Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, for week five of the Won't You Be My Neighbor series, with this message titled, The Neighbor Inside. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. So glad that you joined us, and I pray that if mom's right there in the room with you, you'll take a moment just to give her a big hug and tell her how much you love her. And if you're remembering your mom today from afar, or maybe she's gone on to be with Jesus, I pray that you'll take these special moments today and just savor her memory and legacy, and let's just have a great couple of moments together. In 1997, Fred Rogers, best known as Mr. Rogers from the PBS television show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, was presented with a Lifetime Achievement Award by the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. For his work on the show, which ran uh, beyond that moment of the award for a total of 33 years on television from 1968 to 2001. In his soft-spoken voice of gentleness and kindness, Mr. Rogers said to the crowd and a massive watching audience, All of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you just take, along with me, 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are? those who have cared about you and wanted what was best for you in life. Ten seconds of silence. I'll watch the time. Whomever you've been thinking about, how pleased they must be to know the difference you feel they've made. Can I simply ask you a question on this Mother's Day? Do you know how much 10 seconds of television time is worth? Well, let me give you an answer. Not near as much worth, not even close as much worth as those people who have loved you, cared for you, and have helped you become who you are to receive the very best of your life. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Tamara, the mother of my children, or I should say our children. You did have something to do with that. In our series, Won't You Be My Neighbor, last week we talked about the neighbor rule. It was the one Jesus established, the Jesus rule about neighbors. Love your neighbor as yourself that's found in Matthew chapter 22 verse 39. We understand by that passage that Jesus has an expectation of you and I being a great neighbor and to do that we've got to look beyond ourselves and look how we can love somebody more than we just love ourselves. We must help provide and protect and even prepare our neighbors in the most loving way. First, we talked about how we must provide the answer to people's questions about their faith and how we must protect them by sharing why, why we choose to live the way we do, the choices of our life. And third, we talked about preparing our neighbors for the future 
that's coming in eternity. You know, uh, I think moms do that all the time. They do provide. Yeah, they protect and they prepare us in the most special ways. We shared a, a great quote from Mr. Rogers last week. I think the best thing we can do is let people know that each one of them is precious. And I know as I reflect, obviously, on this Mother's Day, I think of how my wife, Tamara, has spoken in the lives of our girls year after year after year at all different stages, from little girls all the way to now as young ladies, and reminding them how precious they are. And I reflect back to the days of my mom in a special way that she had of being able to look deep into my heart and telling me that I was special in the eyes of God. You know what? Jesus is asking us. Actually, I think he's commanding us to do what he has already done for you and for me, to love each other. That's what this whole theme of being a great neighbor is all about, loving one another. The very next verse that uh, Jesus gives us in John 15 is, there is no greater love than to lay one's life down for friends. On this Mother's Day, I think we can agree that moms do that quite often for their families. They do that for the kids. They do that for their husbands. They do that for extended family. Can I just propose something today? Why don't we do that for her? Why not learn from Jesus and, I'll say it, from our moms, how to put others first in the home before ourselves? You see, the theme today of today's message is the neighbor inside. Because we think of our neighborhood and our, our neighbors maybe across the street, but then we've got to think of how about the neighbors right inside our home? Those are the people we're with the most, and sometimes we can hurt very easily. Why not love each other? We need to model that inside our homes. And if we do that right, guess what? We'll model it outside our homes. When we leave the home, you and I will love others like we love the people inside our homes. We'll reach out to our neighbors across the street and at our workplace, at school, at college. That great sphere of influence that God has given each of us, when we practice at home, we'll do so outside the home. As we've talked about the last few weeks, remember Jesus was approached with a very great question. He was asked, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And that's when Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. We've talked about over the last year or so how important the private altar is in all of our lives. So I want to encourage you, loving God is so important. But interesting, Jesus went on to say, this is the first and greatest commandment. But then he adds, a second is equally important. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law, Jesus says, and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. If you take a look at the list of the Ten Commandments, I believe that fifth command is strategically placed, critically placed in the middle of the 10. Honor your father and mother. I believe it is also in the heart of the two commands Jesus quoted as the basis for which all the 10 commandments rest upon or hang upon. 
Note that when we honor our parents, a promise from God hinges upon that honor. It is the only command of all the Ten Commandments that has a promise. It's a promise that's melted and forged literally inside that command. Today, I'm not just talking to seven-year-olds that may be in the room. I'm not just talking about 17-year-olds. I'm not just talking boys and girls and teenagers and college students. I'm talking to grown adults that still have their adult parents alive and privileged to enjoy them in their lives today. You see, we all need to understand as sons and daughters, no matter what age we are, generations are impacted because of honor. When we honor what God's word says, and his word tells us to honor our father and mother. Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long life in the land your God is giving you. That's what Exodus 20 verse 12 says. You see, the next generation, whether that's us or our children or our grandchildren, the next generation is blessed because why? They honor. They love God by obeying and they love others by honoring. Wow, Jesus is basically giving us some really cool insight. You want to know the greatest commands to make sure you're obedient to them. So love the Lord your God with all you've got. And then love your neighbor as yourself as much as you always take care of yourself. Make sure you're considering others and loving them the same way. Let me share with something very important. Do you realize if you don't honor your mother or if you don't honor your father, you can't truly honor the Lord with your love? If you don't love mom, if you don't love dad, you can't truly love your neighbor as yourself. So you're missing these two huge commands that God gives us. We've got to love the neighbor inside the house, okay? Honor your mother. I know it's Mother's Day. And sure, I believe that it's very important to give mom a card. I think it's important for flowers or hugs or that masterpiece Crayola picture or, or maybe that driveway chalk drawing of the, the neighborhood and the house and the other people in the family. I think that's so important to honor mom. Maybe even picking up a, her favorite dessert at her favorite restaurant. But that's only the beginning of honor. Let me share briefly with you here in closing today four ways to honor your mother. First of all, thank her. You may be thinking right now, well, that doesn't cost much. Oh, yes, it does. It costs you your selfishness and your self-centeredness that you literally stop what you love and your agenda by loving her so much that you choose to honor her by saying thank you. You see, we live in a season where people today fail at saying thank you. Myself, if you ask me, hey, Pastor Ron, of all the spiritual gifts that's listed in, in uh, the various portions of Scripture, 
what would you say one of your spiritual gifts? I, I believe other people have told me, and I've confirmed it by doing some assessments, that, yeah, I probably have the gift of some generosity. I love to bless people. I enjoy that. Little ways, big ways, doesn't matter. If you say, hey, pastor, what's your love language? And not that I put all my capacity of understanding in the four love languages that we've, we've learned about over the years, I'd probably say one of the things I'd love to do is give gifts. I like to do something. Bless. But can I just tell you, in my heart of hearts, when I do bless someone or when I give someone or try to show generosity to someone, I confess there's a part of me that just really loves it when somebody pauses to say thank you. And it's unfortunate because so often in this world and in this generation we live in, we miss the thank yous. I notice how frequently we forget, as I'm looking at people in a restaurant, how often people never bow their heads just to say thank you, God, for the food that we're about to take. It's simple honor and generosity. Can I just encourage you? I remember when my mom, she had fiery red hair, man, and uh, she had her German background and descent. And I'm telling you, she loved blessing us. But afterwards, if we didn't respond in honor, she would look at us, and I bet some of you have the same memory. She would look at us and say, what do you say? And we knew we better know those key words. Thank you. You want to honor mom today? You want to honor mom the rest of her life? Thank her when she least expects it. Leave a note. Hide it where she'll find it. Leave a voice message on her phone when you know she won't be there to pick up the phone and answer it. She'll probably save that message, I bet. Thank her. Thank her often. And thank her for as long as, she, as you can. Because gratitude is a God thing. The second thing I want to leave with you and how to honor your mom is serve her. Serve her in the little things. Serve her in the big things. Serve her when she asks and even when she doesn't ask. Learn to read her mind because I promise you, already she knows how to read yours. <laughs> Make her life easier today, but also every day in some way. Little or big, it doesn't matter. Simply serve her because serving is a Jesus thing. The third way to honor your mom is obey her. Ooh, there's that word, obey. Obey not because she can make you. <laughs> obey her not because she can hurt you or punish you. Not because even you want to sometimes. You don't even want to. But obey her because you honor her. My mom, when uh, she was getting in her 80s, it wasn't going to be long before she would go to meet the Lord. I remember standing around in her room and with my sisters, at, oftentimes at her side, we would be having fun, interacting, talk, trying to honor her. And even in her 80s, with a lot of inability to do much for herself, even though us kids, she was proud of our accomplishments it didn't matter how many degrees somebody had. It didn't matter what accomplishments they've achieved or how much money they made. If she had something she wanted done, <laughs> it's interesting. Her desire was our command. It was literally, Mom, as you wish. Why? 
When it comes to honor, when it comes to obedience, we all need to understand obedience is a biblical thing. And lastly, let me encourage you in how to honor your mom. Advance her legacy. This is so cool. No mom is perfect. We all know that. And they would be the first to admit that. But consider all of your mom's best practices and carry them on and use those to bless others. Think about your mom for a moment today and what are her best practices? Or as you honor in her memory today, what were her best practices? Could she tie a shoelace just perfect when, when you quite couldn't? Is she today awesome at still making your favorite dessert? Was her secret keeping ability more than appreciated? <laughs> Probably more than one time. Is her laughter contagious today? I remember when my mom used to laugh, we'd get her tickled over something. And when we were little or as we grew older in our teenage years or even up in our adult life, when we got her laughing, her joy was so contagious and she'd make a little noise with her, no or with her nose and we knew it's coming, it's coming. So we would get, go even further and further. We'd get her laughing and all of a sudden that little snort would come and then she would just lose it and all of us took great joy because her love for us and her laughter and her sense of humor, her joy, it was contagious. How about it with regards to your mom? Is her love or was her love something you cherish? Well, let her legacy live through you. But let me take a moment to challenge moms today. Let your legacy be more than your Toll House chocolate chip cookies or your storybook, storybook reading at bedtime or the passing of your favorite recipes. Let the love of the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind the way you love your neighbor as yourself. Let that model be your lasting legacy that your family advances. Advance your love for God and advance the love of God to others because legacy, that's a heaven thing. I'd like to just close our, our moment today by a prayer of blessing for our moms and families. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for every mom today. Whether she's still with us or whether she's gone on to glory, God, I pray for blessing on every family as we cherish and honor our moms. God, I pray that the mothers of our church, the ladies of our church, everyone would have a sense of God's presence in their life. May they also understand that they are precious in the sight of God and that we too see them as precious. We cherish them. Thank you, God, for the legacy that they are leaving in our lives today. And thank you for those that have gone on, God, for the legacy they have left us. Lord, we pray you'll help us be thankful. Let us, God, be serving. God, let us be obedient. And God, may we see this legacy that they have left us. Let it be carried on through our lives as we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And as we love our neighbors inside our house and beyond our home for the glory of God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
You know, uh, Tamara had a fun opportunity to do a fun Zoom call with some moms across our evangel churches and campuses. So let's take a look. And after that, don't miss it. We have something very special in closing on our Mother's Day moment. God bless. I wish you all a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And Grandma's Day to some of you. What are three things you love about being a mom? I would say being loved on when they come home and they're like, Mom, I love you. Uh, Mom, you know what? The last time what you said was really true. I should have listened to you. Okay. <laughs> I would say um, pure joy. The day my uh, daughter Hannah was born, uh, I felt that uh, something that was missing uh, suddenly fulfilled. Yeah, I guess for me, um, it took many years of trying and praying to even conceive. So being called mom is a huge thing to me. As a grandma, having older sons, uh, it's just so, such a blessing to see them uh, my sons and my daughter-in-law serving the Lord, walking with the Lord. And now I'll get emotional. My grandchildren, you know, uh, being involved in the church, learning scripture. I mean, what, what greater joy than that? I think I, especially as the girls have gotten older, I love the companionship, you know, the friendship. And uh, no matter what they do, we still love them, you know, and, and to be able to do that. So understanding that love. What is something you've caught yourself doing that is exactly like your mom? <laughs> oh, no. Good or bad, I guess, right? One thing I remember about her is she would wake up very early in the morning while it was still dark and her prayers would fill the house. Oh, it's making me emotional. Yeah. And you would have her call out all wow. six of us, all six of our that's something I do now. I wake up very early in the morning and I pray. Wow. And I call out my kids' names. For me too, um, sometimes I cut myself giving that look, which says oh. volumes yeah. without you saying a word. Yeah. So I tell her, I give that look. They're like, mama, why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> it's funny how sometimes you, I just, I'll catch myself with a facial expression or just, you know, saying something to the girls. I'm like, that sounds just like my mom. But <laughs> What characteristic would you like God to grow in you as a mom? I think for me, peace. I mm. think about the world we live in, even more so yeah. right now. But, <laughs> you know, like my kids, their bikes are leaving the driveway. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Or, you know, we're not even at college. We're, we're not even into really them being independently in the real world. And I can live with a lot of anxiety or I can choose to have peace. And so I just, every day, I just pray for absolute peace to remember that they are in hands that are beyond mine and are safer than mine could ever be. I like to be more a listening mom than a mom that always provides solution, but help them to listen and to be directed and guided by the Holy Spirit. Well, I would say um, wisdom and faith. I think too, I start more for discernment to just know how to pray for them. And yeah. I, you know, they are open with me, but you never know all the the things that they're holding in their hearts. And so just to really, truly know how to be praying for them. So my mom, um, her name is Roseanne, and we called her Nosy Rosie growing <laughs> up. Um, because she was always involved. She knew every detail. 
but gosh, now I'm going to get emotional. Yeah. <laughs> but I think about like now, I think about how many spiritual cliffs she caught me off of wow. before I fell because she was involved and engaged. And because of those things, you know, I'd get angry when she's like, well, I'm praying that you make the right decision. I'm praying you wow. choose the right friends. And I'd get so angry. Yeah. There were so many times I would have chosen a path that uh, would not have led me to where I am today. Yeah. From my mom, uh, she's single mother, um, Hindu background. I was the first one accepted Christ as my savior. And then through me, my mom came to God. Her prayer life, she, she, she likes to pray. I think that's the um, one thing that I will never forget in my life um, from my mom. That's good. Uh, okay, so what are maybe three spiritual goals that you have for your children? When we had, Maxwell was diagnosed autistic, and when he was diagnosed at like two, I had prayed for him and all of these. And what I have prayed for for many years now, he's seven now, is that as he gets older, no matter where he goes in life, his path takes, that God will use the testimony of where he's come to show people that anything is possible, that everybody has a purpose. That's right. That it does not matter what society says. It doesn't matter if your IQ is here or there, or if you're poor or rich or black or white. There is a purpose. For me, um, because now I have teenagers, my prayer is that they will spend more time with the Lord, mm. to read the Bible more, mm -hmm. pray more, even when we, are, we don't ask them to do it, that they have that um, private so, altar. I know your hearts for your children and to know that they know the Lord and that they serve him with all their heart and that they're faithful and have strong faith. And, and know that you all are doing a wonderful job as, as mothers and as much as I know your children, I see that in each and every one of them and mm -hmm. will continue to pray for them to know the Lord all the days of their lives. When it comes to special moments inside the home that we call our special neighborhood, you know, there's probably nothing greater than to have communion with your family. So if you need to take a moment to find some elements and symbols of what the body and the blood of Jesus represent, and I encourage you to take a moment with your family and celebrate on this special day. May I remind you, communion was never meant to solely be taken just in the four walls of the church. It's meant to remember at any time, in any location, when you want to honor what Jesus has done for us. And today we remember our moms, of course, and all that they've done but we also want to take a moment and just say thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for us. And I want to invite those of you that as you're watching today, maybe you don't have a full peace in your heart about your relationship with Jesus. I want you to have that peace. I want you to have that hope of heaven. I don't want you to be afraid or fearful. As you think of what's all going around our world right now, absolutely, those are right questions to think about God and to think about is my life right with God? And if I would die, would I be with God in heaven? Well, I'm assuring you today that as you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you can have that assurance that you have a place in heaven. So right now, I want to encourage those of you, even before you take communion, would you simply pray this prayer with me as you prepare your hearts? 
Dear Jesus, please come into my life. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to wash it away. Lord, help me from this day forward to live for you, Jesus, to love you with all my heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to even love my neighbors as much as I love myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, that you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. I believe with all of my heart as well that someday, because of you, I will be in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Lord and my Savior. Amen. The Bible says that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he took it and said to his disciples, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Would you join me today in remembering what Jesus has done for us? And let's partake of the bread together. Right there as you're watching, can we just whisper, thank you, Jesus, for your precious body that was broken for me. The Bible goes on to say in the same passage that after supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, this is a new covenant, a new testament, a new plan that by his shed blood, he would bring forgiveness of sins. And can we just whisper once more, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your shed blood that forgives me of all my sin. He told us, do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake together. The passage goes on to read that challenges us to say, as often as we eat this bread and we drink this cup, we show the Lord's death until he comes. And our evangel tradition is to just remind each other, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm looking for the coming of the Lord. Let's be ready and let's honor others as we love the Lord and we love our neighbors. God bless you. Have a great week. Neighbors, thanks so much for joining us today here at Evangel Church. To stay in touch with us, follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash evangelpalatine or on Instagram at instagram.com slash evangelpalatine. Thanks, friends, and God bless.